0: I just slipped so far. Hope Net Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave.
1: Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. It's your host, Jeff and DW. And we're hanging out tonight with you. Get involved in the conversation. Email us at Hope at HopeNet360.com. Or connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at HopeNet360. And uh, leave your questions or your comments during the discussion tonight. Tonight, DW, we are talking about what I think is a pretty big issue among young adults, teenagers, parents. It's this whole problem with having regrets in life. And specifically, our show tonight is called Have No Regrets. So get involved tonight. Email us. uh, Get involved in the conversation and be a part of that. So, DW, uh, we're talking about regrets Everybody has some kind of regret. What, do we, what does it mean to have regrets?
4: Well, you know, I, th- I think what happens is people become um, disillusioned. And when I use the word disillusion, it's, it's not a big word. It just means you, you hoped for something in life. It didn't come through for you. And then you have to look and say why. Or you look at what uh, life is like for everybody else and you start getting really bummed out because you're seeing, you know, you compare your insides, which aren't feeling really good, to everybody else's outsides, which is all a game. And so all of a sudden, you're you're feeling bad about life for some reason. And honestly, sometimes it isn't your problem. It really isn't. Sometimes it is. And and it's really uh, the wise person that begins to understand, are the regrets that I feel, are the feelings that I have in life, are they something I can actually do something about? Uh, Should I be doing something about it? What can I do about it? How can I minimize the idea of um, looking backwards one day and feeling like, what a waste, what a waste of a life? And uh, it, that's one of the worst feelings in the world for anybody, to know that they could have had something another way, but it didn't turn out that way.
1: Dave, I'm, um, I didn't really realize how much it meant to you not to get that turtle sundae when we went out to ice cream.
4: Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: That's really eating at you, isn't it?
4: It is. I love turtle Sundays, but I'm not going to get it. You know why I'm not going to eat the turtle sundae? No, why? I have a heart condition, and I'm thinking forward. I'm actually thinking of my wife. I love her. I want to be around. I want to, I want to make sure that I don't die first if I can do anything about it. And you know what? Here, here's the thing. What we don't do enough in life is think in a forward projection. For example, we're so preoccupied with the present. We, we think about right now. Uh, right now, Jeff, uh, you feel something. No, you mean, you feel good. You feel hot. You feel cold. I mean, something. You feel something. And what happens is you get preoccupied with it. You know, you have an urge. You have a desire. You look at an ice cream. A turtle Sunday, and you go, Whoa, I gotta have it. You know, you don't gotta have it. I mean, we, we have these feelings all over the place. Let me ask you this: Um, when you, uh, what's your favorite food?
1: My favorite food, um, even though I'm married, I would have to say it's still probably pizza, really good pizza.
4: Okay, now, now, pizza, when, when you eat it, what does it do to you? I mean, explain the feeling. What does it do to you?
1: Oh, I don't know that you really want to know what it does to me.
4: Uh, I mean, do you, do you eat it? Do you, do you kind of look and smell and go, ooh, oh, man, you know I mean? Is it one of those reactions or is it, oh, man, this is so good? I mean, you're in your insides going, oh, man, happy dance. You know I mean? Is that what you're doing? What do you do when you just have that perfect pizza? What's going on in your feelings?
1: Well, when I have a really good pizza sitting in front of me, the first thing is just to make sure that I'm conscious that it's probably scorching hot. And if I take a bite right at that moment, I'm probably going to lose all my taste buds. So it's for me, I've learned that it's probably taken me probably 14 years to realize this truth. Um, but after I've realized that truth, uh, I no longer burn my taste buds off like from the first bite of pizza. Are you guys with me? We have Kyle and we have Ka- We have Kylan. We have Todd hanging out in studio with us tonight. And I want to know, uh, you know, pizza. Have you guys ever?
4: If you change just that, it's Tyle this... and Cod. <laughs> is it? Yeah. If you take the front letters on each of the names and change it, it's uh, Tyle and thank Cod. You,
1: Dave,
4: that's I just kind of cool. It is. Yeah. All right. Go on.
1: Did I say Tylen Todd?
4: No, you did, but let's go.
1: Well, no, we have Kylan Todd hanging out with us <laughs> in the studio tonight and uh, guys, I want to know have you ever had a really good pizza that was thwarted by that I guess that
2: mean scorching hotness? Well, it's funny you say that because I've learned to the same thing don't don't instantly take a big bite. But the funny thing is that it depends on how hungry I am. If I'm super hungry, I'm digging in as quick as I possibly
4: can. But do you can. eat that Chicago pizza stuff with oh. all the, the, like, isn't that like...
2: this? you kidding me? That's, that's the best.
4: Yeah, well, isn't it like piled with things that are so hot that it takes two days to cool down?
2: Well, not, well, it depends on what kind of pizza you get. If you want to get the jalapenos, the, everything hot on it, I don't get that. I get right. the regular.
4: Let me ask you this. We're, we're talking about, right now, we're talking about kind of feelings kind of thing. So he feels good when he eats pizza, all right? That, that's what we've determined. Do you know that there are some people that don't like pizza?
1: Well,
4: Weirdos. I know there are some people for health reasons. Well, no, there's some that don't like pizza. They don't like pizza at all.
1: What's wrong with them?
4: Now, l- let me ask you this then. Okay, if you don't like pizza, where does that come from? I mean, where does it come from? It, it's a feeling, right? In in a way, it's a feeling. For example, when I was a kid, uh, there was one food that I could not eat, applesauce. What? Yeah. That's I, like
1: my kid's comfort
4: food. Yeah, you know what? I, I liked applesauce, but it got down to my throat and it came right up. That's not good. No, so I I couldn't eat it. Now there are other foods. Same thing. You smell them, you go, man, I can't stand that. Why? Why? Why do we have that? Why does somebody like celery and somebody not like celery? I mean, why? We don't know. So here's what's funny about it: if you um, if you like something like a food or a color, let me ask you this, Jeff, your favorite color? Blue. Your favorite color,
3: blue. Your favorite color, uh, blue.
4: Oh. All right, you guys got the blues here. I got the blues brothers <laughs> here. But you know what? Uh, mine is orange. So when when you look at colors, blue and orange, yeah, that's the Wheaton College colors. Chicago uh, when, Bears. when you look at no, <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> Chicago Bears. When
4: you when you look at colors, when when I look at orange, I go, oh, cool. You know, where'd that come from? You know, nobody taught you that. It it's just it's just there. Here's what I would like to suggest to our listeners. You have feelings like all over the place for things. You don't even know where they came from. Don't trust them. I mean, you you don't know where they came. And they change. Did you always like coffee, Jeff? No, actually,
1: it wasn't until I started working here.
4: Yeah. See? And and I didn't either. I was at Wheaton College, and, and, and coffee was 25 cents for all you could drink. Right, it just, it, we called it uh, the Golden Ashtray. Was the restaurant we went to? <laughs> Those were the golden years. Yeah, right? they were. Twenty-five cents, all you could drink. Oh my well, goodness. I'm in college, right? So I need to stay up and study. We used to go over to the Golden Ashtray and just sit there and come out smelling pretty bad, by the way. But but we would sit there, and, and that's when they they could still smoke in restaurants, mm-hmm. and we didn't smoke, but we <laughs> we might as well have by sitting there. And um, and you know when we, it, we would sit there and drink coffee, and I hated coffee, but but it was free, kind of. And, and I would put a lot of sugar, a lot of cream, drink it. Today, I love coffee. It, it's very interesting. My daughter came home once. She was going to Alaska, and she said, I need to learn to like fish. I said, no kidding. I never heard anyone say that. She goes, yeah, I'm going to. I heard, and she went and looked it up. She said, I heard if you, I think it was 13 times. If you eat something 13 times, you like it. So here she was at home, no kidding, holding her nose, eating fish, doing all kinds of stuff, 13 times. By the time she finished, she liked it. Wow. And she eats fish ever since. So, so what's interesting to me is, we sometimes what I think, Jeff, is uh, we need to understand that we are creatures that have feelings. Don't, that's not unusual. Good feelings, bad feelings. I mean, I'm driving in traffic in Chicago. Someone cuts me off. I want to strangle them. You know, I mean, that's a feeling. I, I don't, by the way. I just say I want to. W- what we have to understand is we're creatures of feelings. And we don't always know where those come from. But, but since we don't know where they come from, Be careful about listening to them all the time because when you listen to feelings and just let them direct you, you'll probably have regrets.
1: That's good. We're going to continue this conversation in a minute. I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be back here on HopeNet Radio.
0: We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave.
1: Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. It's good to be with you tonight. Thanks for joining us. Again, you can get on the conversation. Email us at hope at hopenet360.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at hopenet three six zero. And we would love to hear from you tonight. We're talking about regrets. And DW, we were were talking during the break uh, just about things that make people successful. When we talk about regrets, we talk about sometimes choices that we have made that have damaged our reputation or our character, um, things that we're not proud of. There are sometimes things that have happened to us. And so part of this regret thing, part of the the things that we have maybe done in our life we're not proud of – has been in pursuit of this thing called success. So to you, what makes somebody successful?
4: You know, that's a really tough question because it's kind of like for many people, it's a carrot that's out on the string, and they keep trying to catch it, but they can't catch it, and so they keep going after it, and and they can't because there's no way to catch it. Uh, Let me give you an example. Let me ask you guys something. Um, uh, I know, Kyle, you're a a Chicago Bulls fan. Uh, Okay. Michael Jordan, successful or not? Definitely. Definitely successful. All right. Um, Todd, Mother Teresa, successful or not successful?
2: Successful.
4: Okay. Now, do we need to explain Mother Teresa to people, you think, or do they understand who she is?
1: I would hope they understand who she okay. is.
4: Okay. She's a lady that worked down in Calcutta. I mean, gave her life to lepers. And, I would and that kind. Okay. I mean, that, that, I, I just think, you know, great lady, much different. Would you say, you two guys, would she be different than Michael Jordan? Yes. Yeah. In, in what way is she so different than Michael Jordan? Because you use the word success for both of them now. yeah. What do we, what do we mean? Um, How can they both be successful? One gave up everything and lived with a bunch of lepers in and, and a poor colony, and another one had all the money in the world. What, what is success? Now, okay, wait, Jeff, Bill Clinton, successful or not? Now, no politics involuntary, just successful or not successful?
1: I would say successful.
4: Okay. Um, Jesus. Um, Kyle, successful or not successful? Successful. All right, now we just put Bill Clinton... And, and, and we just put, uh, and let me ask another one. Um, Todd, Oprah, Winfrey, successful or not successful?
3: Um, by the world standards, very successful.
4: Okay, successful. So we just used the word success to describe all these people. Are they much different? Yeah. Absolutely. I,
3: Worlds apart.
4: Can, can you believe that we put Jesus in the same category as all the rest and use the same word? To try and describe it. Mm. See, now now that's the challenge, I think, Jeff. I think what happens is people have regrets in life because they say, I'm not successful. What in the world are you talking about? You better know what you're shooting for in the first place. Because maybe success has a lot of different levels, I think. Okay, Michael Jordan, you said he was successful. Why?
2: Six championships, five MVPs. Okay. Six MB, uh, MVPs of the finals.
4: Okay. Is he married?
2: Divorced three times, I think. I think he is now, yeah.
4: You still think he's successful?
2: We're talking basketball
4: yes oh now we're qualifying things oh right yeah you know what i'm saying it's it's a little hard here to, to grab this and so what happens is i think if you really want to be honest with yourself you begin to define things the way you want to and 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 you're looking at somebody that has something you don't have like basketball championships which you would never have kyle by the way you would never have that
2: five seven
4: yeah i know that's what i mean and and, and he understands that but you look at that and say, if I could be like Michael, do you know I was reading how much Michael makes just living on endorsements right now?
1: I don't even want to know. I,
4: I, I don't remember, but believe me, it's staggering. <laughs> so if, if if you think...
1: It would make me question my calling, I yeah, think.
4: Yeah, if, if you think that having that money makes you successful, I mean, you know, who knows? How about, is Oprah successful? Same questions you would have. How does she treat people? How does, what are her relationships like? You know... The one that we can really start with and we know for sure is Jesus. He was successful.
1: He was. And you know, that looking at those different people, I'm thinking about this, and and I think everything that unifies those people is that they were willing to risk a lot. They put themselves all out there, and they went for whatever their dream was in their in their mind and their who they were. And so sometimes, you know, we wrestle with those deeper things as we have a dream, but is it really plausible? Is it? Do you think it's really possible that we could actually see this dream fulfilled?
4: Yeah, and you know what? It, it's it's kind of like this. I remember in college, uh, my junior year, I was voted uh, all state in the position I was at, and and I remember um, that there were so many times where you dreamt about that moment where maybe you could be successful, and you you have this big thrill, and and I remember taking the trophy back, and. Uh, I don't even know where it is today, by the way, but I remember taking it back to my room and my roommate met me and I said, hey, look, I got voted, you know, all state and showed him the trophy. And he said, hey, you want to go for a shake? And I threw the trophy down on the bed. We went for a shake. We never talked about it again. It was like, <laughs> that was it. And here, here you're living for that moment. You know what I think? I think so, so many times there's this false hope of, of, of finding success at the end of that rainbow, like the pot of gold that should be there. And when you don't find it, man, you're bummed. And what, what we have to understand is this. The, the thing that every human, and we've talked about it, I think, on the last show even, but every human seeks significance and security, those two things. And, and what we think we can find it in, like, money and power and fame and, and basketball and, and helping lepers, whatever. We think we can find it there. And then we get there, and it's empty.
1: Oh right, and there's so many of those things in this world, Dave. Right? There I mean, are. You look at it. When I was a kid growing up, and uh, I personally, I was a gamer. I mean, yeah. I, I played my PlayStation, and so whenever the next racing game came out, or the next Madden, let's just let's talk football because it's you know new season going on, and uh, that, that was just the game that I would get. You'd always get the new Madden when it came out, and if you didn't have that one, it was like you were a loser. behind. Like, yeah, you're totally behind. You're right. still playing in 2012, and it's 2013, buddy. Yeah. Uh, or now it's probably 2014 getting there. Yeah, married. and
4: you feel like a loser. I right. mean, you do. Well, but, and, and it's because you're not... A, now if someone else has something better, bigger, whatever. They got a bigger house. They got a bigger boat. They got a bigger whatever as you get older.
1: Yeah, but then you beat the game, and you're like, okay, now what's next?
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's empty. I, I have this theory about pro sports. Um, it's really hard to repeat as a champion because when you get there, you saw how empty it was, and you lived your whole life trying to get there. And then the next rung, it's like, I don't even want to climb that hard again. Because I got there and it was very empty for me. You know, here's here's a, a little snippet, Jeff. I just want to throw it at you, see if it makes sense. Because so many of us think that we can go search for significance and security. We're doing that, whether it be drugs or alcohol or position or money or power or fame. We're, we're looking for it. When we get there, we realize how empty it is. And the reason we can never find it is because it's something you cannot find. The only way you can ever get significance and security is a gift from God himself. And apart from that, you'll never find it. And that's why people keep looking for it and are disillusioned and they have regrets. And we can talk about that more.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I would love to hear from you guys, too, those that are listening tonight. If you have something, maybe you've gone through something, you risked a lot and you maybe didn't see your dream fulfilled, give us a shout. Email us at hope at hopenet360.com or connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at Hopenet360. Let us know, is there a time in your life where you put yourself all out? You went for success and maybe you achieved it. Maybe you saw something come through and it just happened and it worked out. Uh, Maybe it was a championship or something that you worked really hard to achieve and you got it. Was there also a time in your life maybe where you went for success and it just crashed and burned and it took a lot to recover through that? So send us an email.
4: Imagine and it us. may not have been everything it was cracked up to be for you. I mean you live your whole life. There are people my age that live their whole life for this one moment and get this one business and get this one success story and they get there and then it is so empty they go into depression. That's hmm. that's a dangerous thing and we probably need to talk about that more.
1: Yep. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll play some more music, and we'll be back here on HopeNet Radio.
4: Are you hurting? Stressed
0: out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave.
1: Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. It's Jeff and DW hanging out with you tonight. And tonight we are talking about this very, I think it's just a very deep issue, uh, this whole idea of having regrets. And things in life that happen to us, but not only that, but things that we choose to do, whether right or wrong, and uh, how they have affected us to today. And so today we're living Maybe you're living in a world of regrets. Maybe you're dealing with some stuff right now. And so if you want to get in the conversation tonight, email us at hope at hopenet360.com. Maybe share your story with us. Share something that's going on in your life. And, uh, and you can get connected to the show. Also, Facebook and Twitter are open. Connect with us there. Share a story. Use the hashtag HNR. And we'll connect with you there as well. So, guys, we're back. We're talking about regrets. And we've just been talking about some of these things uh, that keep us maybe from being successful, some ideas, some types of people who were successful. Um, Kyle, we've been talking a little bit about this whole idea of success. And as a teenager growing up, being in high school, all the things, all the different pressures that are on you, what are some things that most teenagers would probably think, what would it be to be a successful student when it comes to uh,
2: going through high school and I was just looking at it right now, it was all about how good you were at stuff, at sports, or even grades. And then um, for guys, the first thing I can think of is how much sex you were having, how many girls you were getting with. I mean, that's that's one of the first things that I can think of. And every every time you sit down on a lunch table, that's what people are talking about, guys are talking about. Um, did, did you really feel like there was that pressure on you? Oh, absolutely. There was, there was times being on a lacrosse team um, – I felt like I was left out. I felt like I—I I don't know, like I, I can't relate to this at all because I—I was a virgin throughout high school, and I was made fun of, and I was laughed at. But that's fine. I—I was—I'm okay with it now. Back then, I, I mean, I'm sure I was a little curious about it, but um, that was what your success in the locker room setting was determined by—how much, how many girls you were getting with, how many, um, well, even how good you were at lacrosse or the sport that you were playing. Mm-hmm. But more so, I would say sex was definitely the number one thing as far as popularity went, at least in the guys, the guy circle.
4: Yeah. And you know, what's interesting when you say that, Kyle, I, I, I keep remembering even back in my days in high school in Chicago that uh, the guys usually lie anyway. Yeah, they're, they're, they're usually lying anyway, because it, it's one of those those lie things that uh, if they think this is going to make them look better, or more successful. See, the truth is there's an inside to all of us that knows the truth. And and what I think is really cool is that God knows that truth and He still loves us. And yeah. and and what's interesting is how much we try and pretend in life. Uh, and it, people are trying to pretend to be really cool and enjoy life and 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 be successful by lying. Well, who who are they successful to? They're not successful to themselves. This is a joke.
2: Yeah.
4: You know, Todd, you you you're not far out of high school either. Uh, a few years here and and been going to the Nicolay Bible Institute and things are. Uh, What regrets do you have? Do you remember when you left home for the first time? I mean, what would you have done differently, I mean, in your life?
3: Well, kind of what we've been talking about a little bit before we got on the show is I wish that I had taken what my parents had to say a little bit more um, from a perspective of realizing that they had been through high school. They'd already lived. They had already been through the chapter Of my life that I was going through at the current time and I mean there were times that I mean I tried my best to be respectful to my parents um, but there were definitely definitely times when I wasn't nearly as respectful as I should have been because I thought I knew better which of course was from this side I can see that oh they were so right and I'm so glad that um, I did honor some of their requests and things but I just wish that I had the foresight of like, it would have been nice to hear from somebody out of college. Like, boy, my dad's my best friend now, and yeah. he's um, the wisdom he speaks into my life is amazing. Because I would tell that to a high schooler now, yeah. and
4: you know, it, it's amazing. Both of you guys are talking about something about you know regrets and success, what it looks like, that kind of thing. Um, wh- what I find is very interesting is that what you lack when you're in high school oftentimes, is the idea that there's somebody older in your life that you can just talk to about anything. Now, Kyle, you were talking about guys sleeping around doing this kind of thing. Did you feel the freedom in high school to talk to your mom and dad about that?
2: Absolutely.
4: Okay. That, that's a and did that make a difference?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I my dad has, has been my best friend since high school. Okay.
4: So, so you actually had an adult, somebody older, you could talk to. Him. And yeah, absolutely. Did, did your dad say, "Oh, you're you're a bum for having these thoughts" or anything else?
2: No, he related to me. Okay. He loved me.
4: So, so that's pretty interesting. So that's very important. And Todd, did did you were you quiet or did you talk to your dad about stuff that bugged you when you're in high school or, or did you pretty much just be quiet and now you talk to him more?
3: no i I talked to him but it was like there were just things that I disagreed with and you know, didn't think that I didn't stop and realize that oh he's already been there
4: yeah yeah you know what I found uh, you know when I make decisions everything that I've done in life i'm I'm brand new at okay for example one day I got married I never got married before that <laughs> no, that was all new that was yeah. like a new season of life And in wisconsin we know seasons you know i mean we know what they're like yep. but see i know what to do for winter because i've had it before but i never was married before then i had kids i never had a kid before i had a kid <laughs> don't you know you wish, what i mean don't you wish it just came with like this instruction in you? well not only that you, you wish you had some experience like right away but you don't yeah and, and then you have two kids i never had two kids before i only had one you know and then <laughs> And then all of a sudden, you know, you're getting older. And all of a sudden, I used to be able to eat anything and go run and lose weight. Then all of a sudden, I'm going, I'm like 20 pounds heavier than I should be. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I've never been here before. Yep. Do you know how many times in life you end up going somewhere you've never been? I, I mean, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So here's my suggestion, uh, Todd and, and Kyle and, and those that are listening today and, and Jeff as a young man. Y- find somebody who's already gone through the seasons. Kyle just told us when he was in high school, he was able to talk to his mom and dad about things, about the sexual pressures that were on him. You'd be surprised, young person. You'd be surprised that mom and dad would actually care and want to help you. You'd be surprised. You think, oh, I can never talk about this. This It's very embarrassing. I don't want to talk about it because I have all these sexual desires, sexual urges. You are not going to surprise mom and dad. They know exactly how you were conceived? They understand this process. Oh right! You know this is not this is not a surprise.
1: But I think it, it can catch parents off guard. Like if all of a sudden you just open up and you talk about them, and and so I'm looking at know right now I have less than a two year old at home and one more on the way. So from my perspective, I've seen a lot of teenagers and I've talked with many students um, who have felt whether it's right or wrong or valid or invalid they have felt like they can't go and talk yeah. to their parents about any of this stuff because they're afraid that they're not ready for it you know that they're just they're going to overreact or just completely dismiss it like it's not valuable and so maybe you're a parent listening tonight and you've got a young person living in your home and maybe you've never talked about some of these things that are uncomfortable and so I hope that this maybe will open up a conversation to just talk about some of those things and to know there's a lot of pressures on young people today. And it's not just at a high school level or wherever. It's, it's socially. It's even within family members and uh, in the family structure. So open up. Talk about these things. And I encourage you young people to really have an open conversation to be able to talk about these things as well. And uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about regrets tonight. And, again, connect with us on the show. Email us at hope at hopenet360.com. Facebook us. Send us on Twitter. And uh, we'll be back in a moment here on HopeNet Radio.
0: Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by GroundWire. A live coach is available to talk right now at hopenet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the host of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave.
1: Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. It's your host, Jeff, and DW here with you for another hour. And tonight on the show, we're talking about regrets. And you can get on the conversation. Email us at Hope at HopeNet360.com. On Facebook or Twitter, connect with us there. And uh, this has been a a really great discussion, guys. We've been talking about a lot of things the last – before we went to a break, we were just talking about how the dynamics of the family life when questions get – in some way like almost out of balance like some parents look at these deep conversations talking about maybe the pressures that kids are dealing with or feeling like they're an outcast because they're not having sex with a classmate or something and uh and there's just some big tensions i mean teenagers have a wide range of things and so from sometimes from a parent's perspective they're looking at their kids like what 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 just happened to my little princess or yeah. my, you know my little young man um are they ready for this stuff like how much can i talk about and and are they willing, really, do they really need me to talk to you about this stuff? And from my experience, and I don't know about you guys, but there's that feeling that I don't know that I can really go and talk to my mom and dad about this stuff. And uh, what do you guys think about about that and, and these different pressures uh, in this world that we live in, in this day and age, of being such a high-media culture?
4: You know, I, I, I'm just thinking about it as an older guy. All right, so as, as a guy who's, whose kids are already grown up, um, I look backwards and I think, you know what we need to do? We need to understand truth and allow each other to live in the realm of truth.
1: That's a big word.
4: Yeah, it is. But but here's the truth. Everybody that, that walks the planet struggles with sin. It's not going to surprise anybody that you say you're struggling with it. And what I, what I would suggest is, parents, you need to understand that it, isn't a, it shouldn't surprise you that your young person struggles. The average young man in high school and college today watches 30 to 50 porn clips a week. And, and, and I would suggest that if your young man has access to the Internet, unfettered access, that he's probably involved. And, and you know what? You should not fall off a chair when he tells you because, because you need to be somebody who is helpful in the sense of saying, okay, I understand, dads, if you're listening to me, you struggled with it, too. And don't act like you didn't. This is a, a problem through history. So, so we need to help the younger generation. Moms, same way. I mean, what, what we need to do, young people that are listening, you need to help your parents get real with you by, by being real with them. Mm. And, and parents, you need to help your young person get real by you being real with them as well. As an old guy at 57 years old, I want to tell all, all the young people listening, I have had all the same pressures. I've had all the same urges and desires that you had when I was in high school. Yep. And, and, and to pretend that that did not happen is foolishness. And so let's get the dialogue going again because there's somehow I made it to this age and I'd love to be able to share that with somebody who needs the help yep. and, and and the mistakes along the way or whatever else it might be. So those are two things I was just thinking while you were talking, Jeff, that might be very helpful.
1: Yeah, and there's, there's this common, maybe common theme that I've seen or I don't remember who said it, uh, but this idea that parents have, whether they realize it or not, what they're telling their kids is do as I say, not as I do. Right. And so you've got this culture of, of kids that are confused. They're like, I see – I know what's supposed to be right, but I see my parents doing this. I see my brother or my sister doing this or my aunt or my uncle doing this. And then we go and we're supposed to do something that's completely different. that it doesn't compute that way. I mean, yeah. our, our experience, we, take, we model after people that we find successful.
4: You, you know what I might say, though, Jeff? I mean, somebody might come and say, look, my parents, they made these mistakes and they're telling me not to do it. I, I'm going to ask you to lighten up a little bit on that one because the, the reason they're telling you not to is because they realize they have regrets from that. And they don't want you to have them. That's all. It's not like I want you not to have fun like I had fun. <laughs> I, I don't want you to do this because I did it and I had fun, but now you can't do it and have fun. That's not what they're saying. They're really saying, I made a mistake. Let them say that. That's hard for anyone to say, but let them say it mm-hmm. and accept it. You know, Todd, Kyle, you guys, you have been staff directors at Silver Ranch, which basically means you watch, they watch over the volunteer high school young people that come and do various things. And, and you've talked to a lot of kids that may not talk to their parents about things. What is stopping young people from talking to their parents? I mean, what, what's stopping them?
2: Some, do, some parents don't care, period. I mean, some parents they might tell them that they're watching porn clips, and the parents might say, "Good job. Let's put on a couple and let's go watch some." I mean, it just depends on where kids are at. Some kids are rougher than others. Some kids are just afraid.
4: Okay, so so if they're doing that though, what what advice would you give them? I mean, if if it, they know that they need help, they know that maybe mom or dad aren't going to help or somebody in their family isn't. Where do they go? They need to go to
2: church. They need to get a youth pastor, counselor. I mean, even the lines that we have here, I mean, they got to get, got, got, they got to get somewhere. Okay.
4: Kyle, in your life, now let's get specific. Are there older guys in your life that have been meaningful to you that have helped you through life?
2: Absolutely. Yes. How important? Maybe the most important thing I've had.
4: Okay. So, so your dad and others in your life have stepped in and, and you've allowed that to happen oh yeah absolutely yeah. and I, and I know that because I love Kyle and he's been around and, and we 've been meeting and that kind of thing, and I know his dad I was actually privileged to be a part of his dad 's life so it's it's very cool to see that that actually works that that you can actually talk to somebody and and you can if it 's not mom or dad or or your aunt or uncle or somebody that loves God, look, go to your youth pastor, go to your pastor ask him I, I want to talk to somebody
1: well and there's there's a good dynamic here to talk about as well, and tonight maybe you're listening and you're thinking. Man, I've got so many regrets. Like, my entire life has just been a history. It's been basically a legacy of failures, and I've done things that I'm not proud of doing, and I don't even know that I can be put back together. Like, how can anybody love me after I've made such mistakes in my life? And so maybe you're listening tonight, and that's you. And I just encourage you to head on over to our crisis chat line at hopenet360.com and talk with somebody about these things. And along your lines, guys, talking, having a place where you can go and just talk to somebody um, who's just willing to listen makes a huge, huge difference in our life. And there are things that we can regret now because we know that they were wrong in the past. But even to have somebody to bounce things off of before you do anything Again, it's so important to know that there's somebody that's actually willing to talk to you. So maybe you're an aunt or you're an uncle, realize that you have a, a different frame of reference to look from than maybe a parent does. Sometimes parents are just too close and they, even though they do care, there are a lot of loving parents that care. There's still a lot of teenagers who look at their parents like, I can't talk to them. They're just too close. They'll Maybe, they'll, maybe they responded in a way in the past that's, you know, it's just been a, a poor response or a surprised or shocked response. And so maybe you've said something subtly or, or just blatantly to them. Uh, But to look at it from a perspective that you can give them advice, you can give them an insight on why they should or shouldn't do that and give them a, just a unbiased reference. Dave, I like how you oftentimes when we have conversations. You just say, look, I've got nothing to, I've got nothing on the table here. There's no skin in it for me uh, if you take my advice or not, but here's what I see. And so from looking at your point of view, you're a parent, and you've got a, a kid that comes to you and just is talking to you and sharing some of these things. How do you respond if someone's coming to you and says, I don't know what to do with this, but I feel like you know, I just I look at girls way too much in the wrong way?
4: How do you approach Yeah, you know, Normally, I say, welcome to humanity, man. I mean, this is what a problem that all men have. We're wired a certain way. Let's talk about how God made us. You know, the the very important thing is to get back to that truth word. God made us a certain way. He did not make us to fail. He made us to win. We need to find the people that actually know who he is and that will walk with him. I, I want to say one thing and then turn it over to you, Jeff. If you're disappointed today with God, you don't know him. And and that's my my, my plea to you is to spend time getting to know him. And, and an adult that's not helping you that knows God, you need to take the responsibility to get, get into somebody's life and help them.
1: All right, we're going to take a break. We'll play some music. There's more to come on HopeNet Radio.
0: Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. Hope Net Radio. Feel free to email the show. Hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave.
1: Welcome back to Hope Net Radio. Tonight we're talking about regret. And we're talking about how to work through it. And to handle it in a healthy way. Connect with us at hope at hopenet360.com. Send us an email. Let us know your thoughts and your comments. Or connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Dave, we were talking during the break. Uh, there is a lot that happens um, in our mind, in our heart, as we're wrestling with all this stuff. And um, and there can really be there can really be two outcomes to dealing with regret and dealing with you know regret that comes after failure in life. And, uh, and there's some great examples you were talking about. So
4: When I'm talking to young people and they come to me and they're in a situation that's not good, I usually will turn to them and say, Look, the situation you're in is going to end. And you will determine how it ends. It's going to end well or it's going to end poorly. Mm. And you're going to determine that by, by some of the decisions you make. And they always look at me with glass eyes and they, you know, that's not a shocking statement. They know that it's going to end. So how do you end well? And my mind usually goes to the story in the Bible of Peter and Judas. And I love characterizing the story as rooster crows and suicides. Because these two men had expectations in life. They really did. Uh, If you look at at how Judas and Peter lived, uh, they found this guy, Jesus. Who was the Messiah, who was going to be the king. And, and, and they really felt, we believe, that Jesus was going to rule in his day, just right there. He's going to be the king and take over, and everything's going to be cool. And Judas was a guy who was manipulating the system in a way where he would be the number one powerful guy in the kingdom. He was taking care of the money. In fact, the old King James Version, I love how they said it, that he was the keeper of the bag, which meant he had the money. Now, one day, Jesus was talking about dying on a cross. And Judas, you can almost imagine, like, hey, man, I am out of here. This is not what I expected. (laughs) This is so wrong. I am not going to be involved in this.
1: Yeah, and if you know the story, I mean, Judas is one of the 12 disciples. That's right. One of the 12 guys that were on Jesus' inner circle of people. I mean, there were people that Jesus went with that nobody else could come with. That's
4: right. And And, and they they saw him walk on water. They saw him do all this stuff. Judas was one of them.
1: Yeah, he was with them all the time, essentially, unless Jesus went away to pray.
4: But Jesus said, I'm going to die. And Judas said, I am so out of here. I mean, this is not what I want. Now, what he did is he went and he betrayed Jesus, and he betrayed Jesus, and he thought that 30 pieces of silver, that would do it. That, that would make him feel pretty good. And so one day, uh, he brings a crowd into the garden, and they come. And there's this other guy, Peter, in the, in the garden. And, and when Judas is bringing the crowd to, uh, to arrest Jesus, Peter, he pulls out a sword, and he's not a fighter, he's a fisherman. Yeah. And so I don't even know how this happened, but I would have loved to have seen it. He, he pulled out a sword and he tried to chop a guy's head off and he missed and he got his ear. You know, I mean, how do you do that? How do you got a guy's ear off? But, but he got this guy's ear off. And Jesus, in a miraculous way, healed that ear. Mm-hmm. Now, I just got to ask just off center a little bit. Don't you think that everybody should quit right now? I mean, you're in the crowd, you're a soldier. Jesus, you know, some guy's screaming about his ear. He picks it up, puts it back on, and then you're still going to arrest him? I mean, I'm thinking there's something nutty going on around here. This is so weird, yeah. yeah. So so what happens is though, Peter sees that. All right. Do you remember what Peter was doing? He was defending Jesus, mm-hmm. and Jesus wouldn't let him. Now now here's what I believe. Judas thought, man, I need something out of this for me. I need I need money. I need something. And, and he saw and he watched Jesus, and he realized, and this Jesus really didn't do anything. I think I'm wrong. Peter. He, too, is watching Jesus. like, are you kidding? You just put that ear back on? I'm trying to... Jesus, you got to help me a little here, you know? Instead, so Peter goes. Remember, he told Jesus before he was not going to... He would never deny him. And Jesus said, oh, yeah, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. I love this. Peter goes, and they're whipping Jesus, right? And Peter is sitting there watching everything that's going on. And a little girl comes to him. Actually, different people, but at one time it was a little girl. And said, aren't you one of those that was with Jesus. And he denied it, and and what happened is this little girl said, "The last time was, aren't you one of those that was with Jesus?" And he starts cursing and says, "No," but if you look at what Peter said, he said this: "He said, I don't know that man." See, I think here's what happened: He was totally disillusioned. Yeah, he was well, totally disillusioned. I I thought he was God, and why is he letting people beat him up? I. Yeah, I don't get this. Peter so, actually cursed
1: at that he moment. He like, cursed
4: him. He, he denied him. He,
1: he, he denied, but it was like so powerful. That the last time he denied him, it's like I essentially, I have no clue what right. you're talking about. And maybe using some other um, colorful terms yeah, but, as well. But
4: here's what happened. You know, Jeff, here's what happened. As soon as he denied Jesus and he did those colorful terms, the rooster crowed. He knew. And what did Jesus tell him before by the time the rooster crows? Only one of the authors, I think it was Luke, basically said that when that rooster crowed, Jesus looked over and caught Peter's eye. They looked eye to eye for a moment when that rooster crowed.
2: That gives me the chills just thinking about
4: it. And you know what? I think it was that moment in history where Peter understood that Jesus was God. And now he had another battle to face. He was totally disillusioned. In other words, disappointed because of what he did. So you know what he did? He abandoned everything. He he did. He went back to fishing. He abandoned everything. I mean, this Peter was feeling like a loser. He really was. But he went back to fishing. Who chased him down? Jesus died on the cross. He came back from the dead. He chased Peter down, had him come to the shore. And he said, Peter, go feed my sheep. You're in charge of the church. Now, now let me tell you something. You know, Jeff, when, when Judas was disappointed, he tried to find satisfaction in something other than God. He tried to find it somewhere he couldn't find. He tried to find him money. And Judas went out and hung himself. He couldn't find it. And he thought there was no way to find it. Peter, here's what I give to Peter. He at least hung around where there were some answers. Mm -hmm. You know, as we're talking, I cannot help but believe that there are some young people, some older people that are listening to us that are really disappointed in life. And they're really thinking there's no answers. And they're really thinking I've tried everything. You know, you haven't yet. Because I'll tell you this. When the rooster crows, you're going to know that God loves you. And you're going to know that he wants to help you. If you're disappointed in life and you're disappointed with God, you don't know him. You need to get to know him. When Peter actually got to know him, when Jesus went after him, he understood that God was merciful and graceful and wanted him to be successful. And even though he failed on so many levels, Jesus said, go feed my sheep. It's really not about you, Peter. It's about me. And I want to use you. And that's his grace. You know, there is always hope for somebody who wants to reach out to God. There always is. And we're the HopeNet Radio. The only hope that you will ever have, the only hope that I will ever have, is if I understand that no matter how bad I have been, no matter how my sins have stacked up, no matter what I've done in life, God is there. Jesus is waiting for me. And he will forgive me if I come to him and ask for it. And and, and eventually, Peter and I'd have this great life in Judas. Not too many people named their kid Judas.
1: Nope.
4: And there's a reason for that.
1: Yep. Tonight, I want to encourage you, if you felt for a while that all you are is a failure, all that you're capable of doing is failure, that you need to talk to somebody tonight, there is a live coach waiting to talk to you. So visit HopeNet360.com, click on help, go in and talk to a live coach right now about whatever it is you're going through. I want you to know tonight you're not a failure and that God has plans for you even though... You have made mistakes. We'll be right back on HopeNet Radio.
0: We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations (laughs) that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave.
1: Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. We're wrapping up the show but not without going through some things to help us to manage through these things called regrets. So what do you do when you've got regrets in your past? I want you to email in hope at hopenet360.com or send us a message on Facebook or on Twitter. Let us know how you handle regrets in your life. But we're going to give you some points tonight. I want to go with Todd. I want to just ask you in life, as you've gone through it, I mean, you're a young adult now. You've probably made some mistakes in your life. How did you overcome those things that you've maybe wrestled with or that you've done to get to where you are today?
3: Um, Well, after um, doing what we already talked about is that finding somebody older than you and talking through it with them. um, Something that I um, find helpful is getting a list of verses that – tell about my position with God. Like, I am a child of the King. I am loved. I am made new. I am sanctified. You know, just like all these things that say my position with Christ, that is encouraging to be able to um, look at those things and see, like, that's what God thinks of me.
1: And how does that help you in your life? I mean, is this, are you saying that you're trying to overwrite maybe some lies you've been believing about yourself in the past?
3: Yeah. That, like, I'm not worth anything or dirty or whatever that is, whatever the lie is.
1: Cool. And what about you, Kyle? How do you manage through these
2: disappointments, the the failures in life? Well, I think what Todd just said is is really good as well as that though, looking forward to the future and looking forward to what God can do through me, I think in my mind cancels out some of the regrets that I will have and saying that I know I screwed up in this area. I know I let some people down, but god can use me in the future maybe not in the way that i want to be used but god can still use me in the future to do great things and that in my mind is very reassuring and, and motivates me
1: but do you think you're going to make i mean are you going to make mistakes again
2: oh absolutely i i being a sinful creature i think that there's never going to be a point in my life where i'm not making any mistakes i'm always going to be screwing up somehow but the, the nice thing is is that i'm forgiven i'm a i'm a child of the king as todd just said and that I can move on and, and God can still use me.
4: You know, it's funny. These guys are talking and I'm thinking the same thing. If you ask me, Jeff, I'm saying the same thing. It's truth that you have to go back to. Yep. And, and and we have to talk about truth more and we will, I think, on our program. But, you know, one of the things I find is that when you have bad breath, you got to say it. You know, you got bad breath, let's go cure it. And, and you can't fix it until you say it. You know, And if you're going to be offended, if somebody tells you you got bad breath, you're in trouble. So it, it's one of those real little things. It's, it's, I, I have seen it so many times as I've, as I've talked to people that have struggled with their lives. I ask them, would you please be truthful with me? Now, everyone knows what I'm saying when I say that. I'm not talking about an elusive thing at that point. I'm saying, would you be truthful? How do you feel? How do you think? What are you thinking about? Tell me what you're actually thinking. And what happens is they tell me the truth And when they do, you can almost see like the satanic claws letting go because truth sets you free. It really does. And so being able to say, look, I am one who lusts. I am one who feels this way. I am one who feels, you know, understanding that and feeling that way, you need to talk about it. In that context, um, I would go a little broader like I always do. But in that context, you need to be truthful in the context of somebody older and somebody younger. If, if, as I deal with regrets in life, that's what I do. I go and I find somebody older than me, somebody who loves me, somebody who loves God and has proven it. And I go talk to them and I tell them everything I'm thinking. And, and then I find somebody younger that I can care about and take them on their journey and encourage them with the things I've learned. It's kind of like a healthy lake in Northern Wisconsin. You've got an input and an output. You take in the information from God's word and from God and from an older Christian, same gender, that, that will, will guide you down a path that you should. And, and you're submitting to them. And then you take it and you take it to another person who's younger that could use your help. And, and that's what I would do with regrets. And I'm telling you, it's worked for me for the many years.
1: Yeah. Well, today we're talking about regrets. And, and every single person has a regret. Maybe you've done something in the past. We've all done things that are stupid, boneheaded, whatever, and we've maybe – Some more than
4: others, Jeff. Some Some more than others.
1: Some more than others, yeah. But either way, I mean one thing is for sure is you have to realize that everybody has regrets, and regrets can own you. They can take over if you allow them, if you keep your focus on them. And so Tonight, I want to encourage you if you've been struggling with the regret, a past thing that you wish you hadn't done, or maybe it's a whole long list, like a laundry list of things that you just need to get rid of. Tonight, I want to encourage you there is hope for that and that if you're willing to go through the process, if you're willing to accept that, yes, these things happened, you're not proud of them, but that you can work through them. That God is faithful no matter what you've gone through, whatever you've been through, the things that you've done. And he can set you free from those things. If you look at the story, I love the rooster crows and suicide story about Judas and about Peter. And these are two different guys experiencing a lot of the same things, and yet their choices are completely the opposite. One chose hope. The other one chose death. And so tonight I'm asking you, are you going to choose life or are you going to choose death? Are you going to allow your past to define you and to hold you captive? And maybe even destroy you? Or are you going to allow hope to come in, to be able to forgive, to be able to work through these things, and to not be owned by your regrets any longer? So if you need to talk to somebody tonight and sort through some of these things, go online. Go to hopenet360.com. Talk to a live coach. They're there to encourage you to maybe share in some of your, your wrongdoings and maybe to share in some of your regrets and to help you to understand that that stuff isn't yours to own anymore. If you want to learn more about how to deal with regret in a healthy way, visit Hopenet360.com. We have a link there, some articles on how you can work through that and to allow the process of forgiveness to take a hold of your life so that you can find hope for a better tomorrow. This has been Jeff and DW. Thank you so much for spending your night with us on Hopenet Radio. We'll be back again next Sunday night, same time, same place. We'll see you guys. Have a great night.
0: Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at (laughs) HopeNet360.com.